Hey guys, this episode of The Lease Pod is brought to you by SeatGiant.ca. Are you tired of paying in American dollars for a Canadian event? For all lease tickets, other sporting events, and concerts, head to SeatGiant.ca where you can use the promo code LEAFSPOD, all one word, to save at the checkout. Let's talk some Maple Leafs hockey. Howdy, this week uh, you got your dart going and you got your turtleneck on <laughs> in the studio. Um, welcome back, uh, episode number 15 of the Leafs Pod. Um, Bart's as always with my boy, Patty G. Smoking Patty G, excuse me. Um, in here after uh, after a shootout loss um, versus the Lightning, which, um, yeah, they got the L, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot of positives that, that can come out of that game and obviously... Uh, a formidable opponent who we're probably going to be seeing uh, down the road, hopefully. Anyway, uh, what'd you like tonight, Patty? I think there was a lot of uh, positives that you could take away from it. I think we, we learned once again that this Leafs team can, can skate with a, a fast club like the Lightning. Obviously, the Lightning were missing a couple of key parts. Um, you know, Kucherov leaves the game early. Uh, and then, of course, the reinforcements, JT Miller and... Uh, Ryan McDonough weren't in the lineup, so I mean, the next time these two teams play each other, the end of March, uh, the Leafs will probably have Matthews as well, so it's, it might be maybe a, a little bit of a foreshadowing into maybe the first or second round of the postseason, depending on it. But no, I liked it. I thought uh, I, I thought a few. I thought Mitch Marner once again was was electric. Uh, I thought Kapanen once again, you know, really showing his speed and showing his value that he does have to this team, and. Uh, yeah, overall, I mean, then Anderson as well. I mean, how, how can you not be happy with this guy's play? Overall, obviously, it's upsetting that they didn't pick up uh, the two points, but they got one point and just their third loss in 16 games, I think, now. So it's been quite the run they've been on. Yeah, um, I mean, we've talked about this at length, I think, uh, since Captain's kind of been in the lineup consistently, um, how he deserves to be pushed up the lineup mm-hmm. um, into a top six role. We saw that tonight. Um, I, I thought he he um, embraced that role, um, you know, wholeheartedly. I thought he looked really sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, was excellent on the penalty kill uh, when he was out there. Showed yeah. great speed mm-hmm. and uh, really just showing that he is a top six forward in this league and, and especially on this team. And uh, it's funny that we bring him up because um, when people talk about assets and and you know moving parts of the deadline, he's one of the first names that comes to mind. Because he may not be as sexy as like a Marner or a Nylander, yep. but he, he kind of brings a, a similar skill set. Um, you know, if we, that might be that might be uh, an argument between some, but I think he's he's got a similar skill set to those two players, um, similar in stature too. So you kind of get a relatable um, you know relatable skill set, like I said. But uh, yeah, I thought he looked really good and mm-hmm. um, deserved um, that bump up the lineup tonight for sure. Yeah, and I think I think he he fits well. He's a guy that I think you can really find him a spot in the lineup anywhere, uh, from the fourth line all the way up to the first line, which we saw him tonight. Um, I, I like how he's been able to been used on the on the penalty kill as well, and I think that probably like you said, yeah, I think a lot of teams probably called Lou Lamorello or anytime Lou was calling about another player, a defenseman, probably the, the conversation probably led to Kapanen being in the trade, and I don't think they were really willing to move a guy like him. Yeah, no, and, and I'm kind of glad they didn't, to be yeah. honest with you, because I, I, it's, it's just a player that, at 21 years old, I just think he's got a lot to offer, um, and especially moving forward, we're going to need as many of our young guys as we can, mm-hmm. our, or as we can keep, sorry, on our roster. Um, I'm just excited to see what a guy like him can, can do and can offer to this club long term. Yeah, exactly, and I think with... You know, JVR being on an expiring contract and Komarov being on an expiring contract, that's two winger spots wide open, uh, unless obviously they re-sign him, which... Right. Doesn't uh, seem likely, doesn't at seem least for likely. both at yeah. this point. Uh, so that that's an automatic, you know, you got to assume that probably Kappen in next year might be sliding in that, you know, third, third line. 
uh, unless he he moves up higher, which I don't really see, just with you know, just due to space, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think he's he's a, he's now a part of this core. I think he kind of slides himself in with that group. Um, and Connor Brown, I mean, we are a very pro Connor Brown podcast right. here, but uh, I think he is going to slowly move up the depth chart and. Uh, Brown's going to move down, sorry, and, and Kapanen's already jumped him, but I think that's a long term. Yeah, thing. and you know what's funny about Brown is, um, and I don't think this comes as a surprise, um, but he's he's been a lot more quiet yeah. offensively since he's been down with mm-hmm. JVR and Bozak, who, you know what, to their credit, have, have had a bunch of good games in a row. Um, yeah. I thought they, they've really picked up their game in the last four or five. Um, but it's again, I don't think it's a surprise that when Marner was down there, he was struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't really noticing him. Fans are kind of saying, "Hey, what's going on with, you know, where, where's the Marner of last year?" It's funny how it works. He gets moved up to play with Kadri and Marlowe, and all of a sudden, he's the hottest, if not one of the hottest players in the league ever since then. So Brown may be suffering um, similar to the way Marner did, mm-hmm. but again, he's still been solid of late. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I don't think it's any. Any time to, you know, maybe think, is he maybe not as good as a player as he was? No, I don't think so. I, I, I just think, and the thing with him too, it's he's been shuffled all over the place. So it's kind of hard to, you know, gain mm-hmm. some chemistry and some, when you've been, you know, pretty much on every single line so far. So for him, it's it's tough for him to probably get an offensive groove. Uh, I don't think he's been bad, but I also don't think that uh, he's been quite as um you know, strong offensively as we saw last year, obviously scoring 20 goals. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That, that could be a little out of reach at this point, which is fine, though. I mean, is he's not hurting the squad, the mm-hmm. squad excuse me, um, in any way. And, again, I mean, someone's got to fill that role. I'd rather it be him than, you know, like Leo Komarov or somebody like that, you yeah. know what I mean, on that, on that third line. So yeah, exactly. It is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the squad is uh, is firing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we we talked about it off the top, the turtleneck. We might as well bring it up now. Yep, yep let's get into that. Yeah, what were, what were your thoughts about bringing in uh, Tommy Turtleneck? So, <laughs> I mean, okay, at first, um, without looking into it at all, just, just my general um, opinion of it, I've always hated this guy on the Habs. The <laughs> turtleneck is so stupid. Um, the goatee looks like he should have shaved it 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> well, he did shave it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, no, exactly. No. Yeah, for sure. So lucky him. <laughs> looks a lot sharper, right? And of course, the turtleneck makes its way over to Toronto. Oh, but yeah. um, you know, when I when I do dive into it, though, um, the trade does make sense, and and it's it's a spot uh, that we needed to fill. We wanted that fourth line center depth. And I think we got it, and, and we're getting some good penalty killing, uh, some definitely some better penalty killing than we were seeing out of Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just looking at the at the bare numbers, twenty four points with a struggling Habs squad this year, and still a plus three, which uh, I think is great on a team that that really struggled defensively mm-hmm. um, in Montreal and really didn't score much either. I mean, for a guy who's playing in the bottom six at this point in his career, um, I think those are some some fantastic numbers. And then you flash over to Moore who's never really fallen into Babcock's good books at all at any point. I mean, he's kind of, he, he had his consistency in the lineup, I think, due to the fact that he didn't really have anyone else to slot there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Martin had to come out of the lineup, and now you're kind of scrounging to come up with fourth-line players, mm-hmm. and he's there and available and, and under contract. But um, we got 11 points out of him. And again, we're, we're not looking for points from, from our sure. fourth line, obviously, but if we want to do comparables... We can we can look at it like this: twenty six points to eleven points, and he's a plus two. So again, similar there, but uh, still, I think there's more upside with a guy like Thomas Bukanich. And the nice thing too is he's got eighty seven career games of playoff experience. Yeah, and we're going to the dance, and we need that. And yeah, this is very similar to when we signed Boyle last year. Hundred percent. Except I think you you have a, a little bit more um, offensive upside for sure in Placanich. But yeah, we saw with we saw with Boyle last year though how important you know the play of that fourth line was. Um, depth scoring in the postseason is huge. If you can get scoring from from there, uh, we know how important two way play is as well. Yeah, Placanich. He's one hell of a two-way player. You mentioned already the penalty killing thing. That's probably, I think that's probably the biggest thing that Mike Babcock wanted to address. Um, knee-jerk reaction, I was the same as you. I've always, you know, he's just always annoyed me with the turtleneck. He's a hab, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but just looking at the trade after, like, you know, taking the emotions out of everything. Yeah. 
you know, Reichel and Valiev, they weren't they weren't gonna play with the Leafs. No. Uh, so it basically comes down to getting rid of Placanic for a second rounder. And after seeing what some of the teams were throwing around, you know what? I, I think that's that's an all right price. Yep. I don't think Kyle Bond's going to be playing with the mm. Toronto Maple Leafs anytime soon either. So it's basically Placanic for a second round pick. And with the amount of depth that this organization has, I think it's all right. Uh, and I do think that uh, he's going to be an important part going forward for the postseason and this, you know, push to maybe try to jump up in the standings. Yeah, no, I, I um, can't disagree with that. Um, again, I, I can't stress enough how important the, the playoff experience is, especially when we have so many guys that have six games or less on our roster uh, in terms of playoff experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dating back yeah. to last year or never. Um, I mean, it's 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 veteran guys like this that can that can motivate a team um, in the postseason. Yeah, for sure. And let, let's not forget, I mean, Pukanek, he... He's not, you know, if the Leafs need to move him up and down the lineup, he's able to play in right. different roles, right? Like he does. Well, he was a top six player for at least eighty percent of his career in Montreal. Absolutely, no doubt. And I mean, just you know, what is it? Looks, yeah, three seasons ago, he, you know, had forty points. So last couple of years, obviously, has gone down. But I mean, mm-hmm. he is he is getting up there in age. Um, you know, thirty five years old. But, yeah, this is a guy that I think uh, he's going to fit in really nicely. He didn't have the best debut with a couple of couple bad penalties, penalties yeah. and uh, a bad turnover. But, I mean, that's the first game. Yeah, like, exactly. You really expect. We'll, go, we'll go sample size exactly. on this one, right? Yeah, exactly. And, no, I, it's, it's going to improve. It's, it's not uh, anything to worry about. I wouldn't even say that it was, it was discipline issues or anything like that. Tonight, um, I mean, we know it can be tough to, to, you know, to find a mold with a new team, especially – you know, less than 24 hours yeah. traded to a rival. You know what I mean? You're, it's, it's, everything is, um, is different, right? So it kind of changes up your, your habits. For sure. Um, I would say, I mean, we, he hasn't shaved in 20 years, so <laughs> there's a different feeling alone, right? But um, now, trade deadline as a whole, I just want to bring this up because um, what are your thoughts um, just in general about today's trade deadline? And um, we'll get into some, some, some of the things of, of, some of the squads that were, in my opinion at least, overvaluing some players or uh, vice versa, asking too much for, for what they were providing in return. I think there was a few surprises and, and you know, for example, the one thing for me, um, you know, having a guy like, like Mike Green not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also Pierre LeBron comes out after and says, you know, he's kind of been fighting an injury right now and he did have a short list. Um, that he would waive, uh, and it was Washington and, and Tampa. Yep. Tampa goes out and gets McDonough, so obviously they're not going to get him. And Washington obviously was scared away from that injury. Plus, we do know he's got some warts defensively. Uh, and you even heard Lou Lamorello today said, no offense to Mike Green, but we just... There wasn't even a call anyway. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't, in, on it. wasn't in on it. So I, I, from a Leafs perspective, I think the way that they went about it, I think... Um, obviously, you would have loved for the Leafs to bring in another defenseman, even if it's a, de- a depth piece. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like you said. I think too many teams were asking for too much. Right. Or the Leafs maybe were overvaluing guys that we've already mentioned. Maybe guys like Kapanen or some of the, even the other younger guys that are in the system right now. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that they kind of held their guns. They said that they weren't going to overpay for anyone. They didn't want to – they didn't see – anyone out there that was worth you know a big subtraction to their team so they said you know we're going to hold tight this is the team that we're going to go into the postseason mm-hmm. so um yeah no sorry um i'm just i'm just pulling up here um because it's funny that you say depth even if you don't go for the big names i saw the ian cole trade was was one of the first trades of the day yeah and it's it was a third rounder and a prospect which I mean, again, this is I haven't even heard of this guy, Nick Motri, and a third rounder. I mean, it's it's not the asking price isn't too large there for someone who can maybe come in and, and bolster your back end a little bit. But again, who knows, man? Maybe they they I mean, you know, they've done their homework. Maybe they see a guy like that and they're like, you know what? We think we can stick it out with what we've got and, and be better off as opposed to giving up um, even a third rounder. Maybe they value that more than what they think an Ian Cole or a, or a similar player can bring to the table. Um, so yeah, that's. <clears throat> biggest thing for me was um, Cole's also he's a left-handed shot right right well so right. McDonough 
Yeah, right? that's so, the thing. I mean, again, I guess if you're if you want your depth, I mean, you're gonna have to take the take the good with the bad. I guess yeah. as far as the handliness of the of the player. Yeah, I know I, they want a right shot, obviously. Yeah, right? and that's I think ideal. yeah, I just think it was just they didn't see anything that really jumped out at them, and they weren't really ready to, you know go all out for a guy that they weren't madly in love with. Yeah, no, no, and that's, I wanted to ask you this question straight up because I originally worded it, are you happy with what the Leafs did? But really, are you happy with what they didn't do? Because that's more so what we're dealing with here. Yeah, it's true. I think, um, similar to the Placanix trade, knee-jerk reaction, you're kind of like, I don't know why they wouldn't do anything, but just kind of seeing what the market was out there and what other teams you know, spent or didn't spend or didn't get rid of guys... Uh, I think they did the right thing by not not going out and overpaying for mm-hmm. a, a, a defenseman um, like a you know I mean Ian Cole would have been nice but they're looking for a depth right-handed defenseman so that didn't work um, and I mean the way I, the the way that Lou Lamarole even brought it up he said the urgency to bring in another D man kind of went away with the way that Travis Dermott has been playing as yep, of late for sure. Um, I mean, you still would like to see Roman Pollock probably out of that rotation, but I think I've come to a, I've come to a, a you know a belief that now because he can kill penalties and and obviously Mike Babcock likes him, he's gonna be there. His minutes will be sheltered, but he's gonna be in that rotation. It's, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion for sure. I mean, it's again, it just is what it is. You're gonna have to kind of come to terms that this is the roster yeah. and and just be comfortable with it. And, and you know what I mean? And, and have faith that, that they can go out there and get it done. And I think they can. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't think they needed to go out and make a huge splash. No. We've said it many times on this program that it's not necessary. I think we've got the pieces. We're already a top five team in the league prior to making it. Would it have helped? Yeah. But at what cost? And exactly. that's the thing, right? And uh, I wanted to ask you this because a comparable deal – to what auto or sorry what Tampa did for McDonough right and they also got JT Miller too which yeah. is a, kind of a forgotten piece which is, is a big piece um, of that trade um, it's a first and a second right and that second could be a first if, if Tampa wins a cup that's right that's right so it could be two firsts right um, and then Nemestikov who's, who's obviously he's played he's at top line minutes yep. this season right and then there's a couple other moving parts in there as well, forgive me, I don't have it up in front of me, but um, I mean, a comparable in my eyes would have been it would have been at least a Connor Brown or a Kapanen, um, as opposed to Nemesikov. Am I on the level playing field there? You think? I, I in would the ballpark. S- I, I would say so. Um, maybe even maybe even Nemestikov might be higher. Maybe Nemestikov's numbers are more inflated because who he was playing right, with. Right, right. But this is a guy who has 44 points in 62 games. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, he was playing with you know, For sure. two of the top goal scorers <clears throat> in the league. But... For sure. And don't worry, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that because <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Is Okay, so Leafs could have very well made that same offer, a very similar offer. Uh-huh. And uh, you know what I mean? People are freaking out saying, oh, we didn't do anything, but we were well in the mix. It's it could just be simple business where they just chose the other offer because they liked it better. Yeah, and that's that's all it could have came down to. You just know you don't need to overthink and think that they're you know what I mean. Um, you know, again, overvaluing what they've got um, as opposed to making a trade. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe maybe yeah, maybe the Leafs offered someone and maybe maybe Connor Brown was in that that trade or. Um, like you said, Kapanen was in that trade, and maybe they said, you know what, we'd rather Nemestikov. That's why we're taking this deal. Exactly. I think Flea fans, and it's like you said, overvaluing the players that you know that you have in your system or the the players that are on your team. You just automatically assume that the team that you cheer for can or have made the better offer. Yeah, yeah. Don't really. Or, think or they it. have to get somebody. Yeah. I think that's that's a big uh, misconception too. Is Oh, it's trade deadline. We have to get somebody in order to make the playoffs. Well, pump the brakes a little bit because this team's been successful almost all season. You know what I mean? I don't think you need to necessarily break up a good thing. Fourth, I mean, fourth in points now in the entire NHL. There you go. Uh, obviously, the D, the D core is, it, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say flawed, but it's definitely the, the weakest part of their their uh, their team right now. Um Freddie Anderson's definitely mm-hmm. masking a lot of their. I feel like we don't talk about him enough, man. I know, I know, uh, but like you said, 
does McDonough really put them over that's over the, the hump? That's the question, and we'll never know at this point. We obviously, and even if he does, is it worth the price by sacrificing you know a depth winger that you know this year maybe it's it's a captain who's on the fourth line, but we just mentioned it. This is a guy that could be playing on the second or third line in next year or in a couple of years. Yep, exactly. Um, and that's on the other side though. It's there's the Leafs have so much depth in their system right now. Whereas this is a year maybe where you would have been okay with getting rid of right, them. right, and I think that's Tampa's mentality too. Exactly. And they they they've got to be the deepest team, uh, not in terms only of their current roster, but also in their minor league depth and, and of their of their uh, prospects. Mm-hmm. It, it's no. unbelievable when they they can just they can give these guys away. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I right, I I honestly do. I think that's it's it, it's 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 tricky. I mean. You you look at Tampa and I mean obviously Tampa they're they're the real deal, their window I guess you could say is kind of closing with with who they have and how they're playing so that's why they went all out I think Toronto, yeah sure you know what they think they can still win they think they can be a com- uh, competitor they think they can go deep but they also know that they're still sticking with the the process right. Tampa's been on this road for a while. Yep, for sure. They're in two different spots. And they've been spots. successful, man. And they have been. Minus last season, it was a crazy injury. A year, lot of injuries. Yeah. A lot and of they, injuries. And they're, they're dealing with it again this year yeah. to, a, to an extent. Maybe yeah. not as bad, but, I mean, we saw Kucherov go out tonight. I mean, obviously for their sake, they don't they don't want him to be out long term. Yeah, it's, you know what? Yeah, it's it's hopeful. I mean, you, you don't want to, I mean, obviously from a fan's perspective, selfishly, well, it's a nice bonus. It's a nice bonus. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But a guy like you know Kucherov, of course, you you want to see him healthy, right? Right. The season he's been having is unbelievable. For sure, for sure. But just to get back to that that point for one minute, um, I heard Shell um, Dayoff on the radio today, and he was talking about how they've drafted their last nine first overall picks. They haven't dealt one, and seven of them are on their current roster. Wow. So I was thinking back, ours aren't consecutive like that, but I think we've got five or six first-rounders, homegrown first-rounders that we've drafted and that are on our lineup now, and look where we are. So that's where I take issue with, uh, I'm kind of happy seeing, especially now that you said that Tampa might have to give up two firsts. Yeah. And again, they've got a little bit more freedom to do so, but in our case, still a young team, two years removed from being dead last in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with them holding on to those picks. You know what I mean? And and let's get these guys in the lineup, especially when we're going to run into cap issues. We need sick guys that can play for cheap. 100%. That's what we need. 100%. And and I, 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 sorry. No, no worries. I was going to say, and I think that's one thing I didn't even mention. Yeah, sure. Obviously, you don't really want to have to part with Brown or, or Kapanen or some or you know any other piece. The thing for me is too. It's yeah. What if what if it turns out to be two first first overall or sorry two first round picks. Well, you're going three years then without a first-round yeah, pick. That's not unless you that's not one, ideal, right? especially like you said, up against a cap. You got to pay Marner. You got to pay Matthews. You got to pay Neilander. <clears throat> or you, you know what? And if you're getting rid of those picks, like you said, look at look at how all the the good teams. I mean, they they build through the draft, and that's what the Leafs have finally done. Like you said, mm-hmm. five first round. The Jets too. And the Jets said he said seven of the nine are on their squad right now contributing and he said two or will be there next year because they're that ready just knocking on the door and that's what you want you have to that's you know the way you mean? have to with the way that the these the salary cap is structured right now you have to have good young players you know on their entry level deals or bridge contracts right right and it's it's what makes me laugh the most is um, we struggled for over a decade, and it was because of the trading of the first yep, round picks. Sure. And now <laughs> we've we've changed our ways. We've developed guys and drafted well. And all of a sudden, a day like today is like, oh, trade the first. I it's know. like, how did we get here in the first place? Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think it's the time. No, Tampa's ahead of us in our process. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. This is Stamkos's eleventh season, tenth exactly. season. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we we have Matthews for that long. You know what I mean? Then then we're at that stage. You know what I mean? He's in his second year, right? and I think I think people forget that. People forget how early of the stages that this rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, is. Um, and Lou Amarillo will tell you that. You know, 
Brian Shanahan will tell you that, and, and Mike Babcock will still say, you know, they're still staying the path. Sure, they're well ahead of where they maybe thought they mm-hmm. would be, but they're still staying the course. They're trusting the process. Any of those cliches you want to throw, that's what they're doing, and they're not going to sacrifice um, the future of the team to maybe make a chance at being going an extra round. Yeah, exactly. When they think that, you know what, they're pretty confident in this group regardless of it. So mm-hmm. if they think that Brian McDonough or any other piece that they're going to bring in isn't really going to be that much of a, you know, push them over the edge, why get rid of that first-round pick when you think you could probably go just as deep without them anyways? Yeah, no, exactly. Because, uh, I mean, we talked about it last week. It's going to be an incredibly, incredibly tough run to try and get to a cup this year. Incredibly tough. This East oh, is, yeah. is ridiculous. Um, so, I, I mean, honestly, I, I chalk a lot of it up to it's going to be hard work mm-hmm. um, over who, who may have the better team on paper. You know what I mean? And I think the, the Leafs have, have the offense. They have the depth on this squad. And, and I think they have the drive um, behind Babcock, especially now. Um, where they can, you know, they got the experience last year. They can make that push and, and go a couple rounds this year because, I mean, we haven't, I guess we'll talk about it closer to playoffs, give give kind of a prediction. But, I mean, what would you consider, um, what would make you upset and what would you be um, okay or, or happy with, um, with in the outcome of the season after the playoffs? I, think, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but. I think, realistically, if, even if the, I mean, if the Leafs go up first round and they lose to a team like Tampa or lose to a team like Boston, I think from the realist perspective, I don't think you, you don't have to say you're happy with that, but you don't have to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. You, you know just ran I mean? into a good team. You ran into a hot team. You ran into one of the top teams yeah, in the league. Exactly. It's disappointing, obviously, but it's, sure. you can't, I don't think you can be disappointed if that makes any sense. Obviously, I think the goal is to get past the first round. I think if, if they make it out of the first round, you're you're laughing. Yep. You're playing with house money. But even if they lose game seven to one of those teams, I think you can still say it was a successful season. But you also could be a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what you think. When, when it's funny because when you put it like that, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to word my response just from a general standpoint, regardless of opponent. Um, okay. The way I would have answered it prior to the season, and I'll say that um, I th- I'm expecting a, a playoff round win. Okay. At least one round win. Mm-hmm. Be- anything beyond that is is like you said, house money, and I'd be I'd be thrilled. Um, I just just um, in terms of building on the rebuild, you know what I mean. You got in last year, you got that experience. I think now is like okay, let's dig in. We got to yeah. win at least one here, and then I mean it, it starts with one. You got to win one. For sure. We got, we got a, what, a 15-year monkey on our back? Yeah. Let's win one. Yeah. And then anything can happen from that point. For sure. For sure. And Plakanek said it in his first presser, his first scrum, that when he got brought in, he said, you know what, like, suppose the playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. Anything can really happen. And it, it's true. I mean, we've seen in years past, it's not necessarily the best team that goes the deepest or um, I'm not even saying winning the Stanley Cup, but just, you know, that find ways to win. It's the hottest team, right? And the way that the Leafs have been playing, I know there's still about 18 games left, and, and I don't know if they can continue at this rate. Obviously, they can. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like you said, it's just such a tough, tough uh, Eastern Conference, especially with them being in the – I mean, even if you look at the other division, too, it's going to be it's going to be tough to get through and – yeah, I think I think the goal has to be to to win a at least win one round. But with where this team was two years ago, I think if if they make the the playoffs and put up a good fight, I think you can't really be that upset with it. Yeah, no, it's true. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're for saying. for sure. I mean, okay, take take all the circumstance out and just show me straight results on paper. Uh, future me to three years ago me and say, okay, you're gonna come in dead last and then you're gonna get the first overall draft pick and make the playoffs and lose in six rounds. And then the year after that, you're gonna lose in the first round again. Yeah. I probably would have signed off that day. 100%. I said, yeah, we'll take that. 110%. We, just, we, haven't even, we don't even get to the dance usually, so. Yeah, you, you said playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> playoffs? That's that's the thing I think though. It's, I think the, the expectations for the fan base has changed, but I don't think the expectations for the organization has changed. Mm-hmm. They're still on that on that path. They're still on the course. Um, but 
the fact that you know that Leaf fans are, are talking about if they would be disappointed with getting knocked out in the first round, uh, like we said, just what happened three years ago, I think that's definitely a positive. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, speaking of um, roster turnover, we've got some hot players right now to go with this this hot streak. Um, start off with Marner. This guy's been scorching hot, mm-hmm. um, unbelievable. He's second in the league in goals since January twentieth. He's got fourteen, I think they said something like that. Malkin's uh, the only one yeah, has more. A crazy amount of goals. And again, we talk about this week after week. It's it stems from the changing of the lines giving him some more freedom offensively. And, man, this kid is is not only showing what he showed last season, but uh, I'd say it's even better. Oh, yeah. He looks he looks unbelievable. The That pass he made to Bozak on the power play tonight, disgusting. Uh, he is – he's. we saw at the start of the year, obviously, fighting with, with some confidence issues. Last year we saw zero issues with mm-hmm. confidence once he really started to get rolling. Um I agree with you. I think he is even better than what we saw last year. Um, and like you said, it has a lot to do with, you know, switching up the lines. You know, Kadri and him have been one of the best dynamic one-two punches um, that we've seen, not just on this team in this season, but like in the league right now. Um, you know, Kadri, 44 points, and he went through, what, 20? Yeah, 20 games. 20 games. One goal. One goal. <sighs> Marner, Leaf fans got to be happy with, with Marner. I mean, leading the team in, in points right now with 51, I think. Um, Matthew's obviously just one point behind with uh, yeah, 11 fewer, 11 fewer games. But I think well, what was – I would like to know what your guys um, – we'll have to pull that up soon of your guys uh, – your guys' preseason, uh, preseason prediction. predictions. Yeah, yeah. Because Marner's got to be close. He's got to be close. Yeah. Yeah, Already, and so. I think I predicted a setback for either Nylander yes. or Marner. I can't remember which one it was. I but... did for Kadri for sure, and he's going to blow me out of the water, yeah. even with that um, cold streak. Yeah. We'll definitely I'll, – I'll pull that up. I'll write it all down again, and uh, we'll go over it at the end of the season. We'll have to. Right before for sure. the playoffs. For sure. No. Um, and just to see, hopefully maybe you got a couple close, but I don't think so at this point. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of, um, of hot players, though, Gardner, I mean – it's funny, we seem to rag on him and, and point out his errors um, more often than we do speak of him in, in a positive light. But um, number two in even strength goals as a defenseman this season. Crazy. And it's only like Latang and uh, like Subban or something like that that's got, that's got more than him. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's picked it up. He's moving the puck well. Um, again, <clears throat> I tweeted it out the other day. It's, he turned the puck over and they, they end up getting a goal. Um, but those are the kind of things you have to accept with a player like him For because sure. he's going to make a lights out play offensively the next shift, and you're probably going to forget about that. Absolutely, it's 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 a double edged sword with him. We saw tonight two pretty bonehead decisions. The one he just kind of it looked like he was trying to headman the puck up the middle of the ice and just fanned on the puck. Yeah, just a absolute pizza up the middle. Uh, and then we saw him in the three-on-three overtime. Clearly, the puck was starting <laughs> to transition doing? the other way. And instead of you know trying to go back the other way in his own, own end, he decides, oh, this is a good chance for me to pinch. And, and, and he tries to dangle Stamkos. Tries to dangle Stamkos <laughs> at the line. So, yeah, two bonehead plays there. But then, I mean, you look at his numbers. Like, tied, tied in assists on this team with 35 mm-hmm. with Marner. Um, like you said, obviously he's with elite, elite, elite talent um, with his five-on-five five points this year, mm-hmm. goals. Um, it's 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 crazy. It's it really is crazy. And um, I think personally, I think Morgan Riley's had a better year, even though Gardner's yeah. numbers are better. But I mean, and his responsibility is also amped up hundred percent, far more than than Gardner's, far has, more, obviously. far more. But I think. Um, I think Gardner for me has maybe he's not yeah hard I'm trying to I, I'm not saying that my expectations were so low for him but I, I I'm surprised with how well he's been playing whereas with Riley sure he's having a career year but that's what I've kind of expected him this year to really step right. up his game whereas Gardner it was just I didn't really know what to expect with him but he's been playing really well um, and I couldn't agree with you more we said it last week it's just one of those things where. He's gonna turn the puck over. He's gonna. You're gonna to want to throw a beer through your TV. 
Um, but he's going to make those brilliant plays, and it's just you have to accept the fact that's the type of player he is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned Riley. Um, 37 points. He's got a career high, one more than his, than his previous career high of 36, and he's only played 59 games. Yeah. So we've still got uh, math is not very good, 18 games, I believe. 18, 17, 18 games either way. But mm. he's going to blow that, that total out of the water. Um, but – like you said, and I agree, um, he's he's been given that role. Okay, you're the number one defenseman on this team, kind of like a leadership role, almost almost to the point where if uh, Matthews didn't show up on the scene, you'd be handing in the C. I think um, probably next season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something we don't talk about either. We'll, we'll talk about that in the future as well because I, I bet you they address that this off season for sure. I, I think it's time, and it's it, I think it's more than likely going to be Matthews mm-hmm. at this point, but. He, there's another deserving guy in Riley who's been there, you know, through the dark times. Yep. He's, he's really developed into a number one defenseman. Um, and his numbers show clearly this year with um, minutes, expectations being there, and he's getting it done uh, offensively. 100%. Um, now, the team as a whole, um, only three losses in their last 16 games. So, I mean, that's that's obviously incredible. Our push up the standings just goes to show you um, how well this team has played of late. Um, and, um, I mean, the games in hand is obviously going to be an issue, but now they're two points up on Boston now. Boston mm-hmm. has five games in hand, and they're only four behind Tampa, and Tampa will have two in hand on us. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is, do you think um, if they keep playing at this pace, uh, first place could be achievable, or at least second? And get that home ice slot. I mean, I think it's achievable, and it's realistic. I just don't know if if it's going to happen, um, especially with the way that one that that Tampa looked tonight. Uh, that's even without any of the players that they brought in. Kucherov not being playing. Um, you know, Johnson missing pretty much the entire third period. Right, uh, and then Boston. I mean, the Leafs matched well with them the other night, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just for it's me. It's the Boston factor, man. I mean, dude, seven and one in the last two seasons versus the Bruins, Why? and three and zero oh without Matthews this season alone. Uh, and for some reason, that scares the hell out of me. For sure, I figure I... that we're winning the wrong games, mm-hmm. and it comes to a seven-game series, and uh, it's the tide's going to turn all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Too much has gone well versus one opponent. Yeah, if you catch my drift, one hundred percent. No, I do. And and the thing, the thing with the it's also for me the remaining schedule for for the Leafs is somewhat favorable. If you look at the Bruins, they've got a hell of a remaining schedule. Very yeah. tough. Yeah. So the Leafs play the Sabers, I think, still four, four more times. times. But nice. as if if you've been following the Leafs for a long time, the Sabers do a heck of a job playing against against yep. Toronto and Toronto for whatever reason. Stink in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They stink out loud in Buffalo. Uh, they've got the the Habs two more times as well, and they are a dumpster fire. Yeah. The Panthers two more times. The the Red Wings once, um, and then besides that, you have the Devils, Tampa, again, uh, yep. the Islanders, and the Jets. So a and couple, so, and that's a lot of East Coast. Uh, yeah, a teams. Couple, yeah, the travel. I just travel. That's what I mean. Travel's travel, not yeah. too bad. But, I mean, so there's, what, four teams that are, I mean, the Islanders, they're not in the hunt, but they're not a terrible team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's, the, the schedule's favorable. But for just, sure. I think for me, for me, it's not what the Leafs can do. It's just the two teams ahead of them. I just don't see one of them falling off right, enough right. for the Leafs to get there. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It's it's. I don't think that they can't get there. It's just that every time they seem to win, you look at this the the, uh, the score story, and both those clubs have won as well mm-hmm. on the same night. It's it's almost impossible to gain ground. Boston is a hundred games behind us all season somehow. Yeah. Um, thankfully, there's a bit of spacing coming up in in the upcoming schedule. We only have five games in fifteen days, so um, which helps math. Yeah, exactly. Coffee. I mean, it's only Monday and Saturday next week, which mm-hmm. is great. I mean, look at all these days off. Four in a row, three in a row. I like I like to see that stuff. You know what else? Who else? That's good for is is, is Freddie Anderson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, Babs has has proven he's not going to take him out of the pipes, regardless of who they're facing. No, if it's not a back to back, he's going in. 
Yeah, and and the thing, what uh, just reading some of the players' comments and all, I mean, it's obviously they're not going to say we're going to coast in, but right. everyone has mentioned about you know putting the the pedal of the metal and you know going, you know, all the way till the end. They're not going to coast in. They still think that they can you know get into that second or that first spot like we just mentioned. So. The message, obviously, from from Babs and from the coaching staff is that we're still going to try to catch those two teams. I mean, technically, they're still above Boston. Right, yeah, technically, yeah. But um, this, it's one of those things where, I mean, you would love, absolutely love to give Anderson a couple of rests, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, no, and I don't know if I want to see it happen. Just, um, you know, um, consistency. Yeah. You know what I mean? You start taking him out for no reason. Maybe it gets in his head. Goalies are weird. You know what I mean? And and maybe we don't know what this guy's like in the room. Maybe he wants the crease. Yeah. Maybe he's there said, Hey, do you want the night off? And he said no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know any competitive guys that would want to sit on the bench if they for had sure. the opportunity to play. Absolutely. So again, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but um I'm kind of okay with, with this approach. I, I like it. You know what I mean? Go with your guys. Mm-hmm. Run run them. You know what I mean? Get get as much chemistry as you as you possibly can going into the playoffs and, and just see where it takes you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at some of the top two. Look at Pittsburgh. I mean, they've played a bajillion games in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. They're not running out of steam. Yeah, it's true. So, I, I mean, the Leafs, compared to, the, compared to that organization, they've barely played any games at all. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think you got to, yeah, like you said, go with your, your top dogs. And that's one thing, speaking of going with your top dogs, if there was one negative thing I could really – point out from tonight that really really rattled my cage was that five on three mm. and not having Marner on the ice not going yeah, with your yeah. top five I yeah. just and I get it you're giving Levo you know what good for him get getting out there but like come on like that game maybe doesn't go into OT if if, if they score they they stink at yeah, five, five on three this year. Bad man. It's I don't bad. get it. I think it's uh, overthinking. It must be too much time, and um, you know what I mean. They're they're wasting it almost. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to get set up the perfect shot. The other, I'm watching the opposition um, in the triangle, and they're barely moving. They don't need to. Leafs are putting it exactly where the defense is expecting them to go, and uh, we're not getting those backdoor tap-ins like they're trying to set up. And they're taking a minute and a half to set up one play. I know. It's right? wild. It's, 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 it's wild. Yeah, something they need to work on for sure. I'm sure that they're starting to pick up on that. Though. No doubt. Because in the playoffs, man, you have to score on a five on three. Those don't come out very often in the, in the playoffs. No, exactly. I, I, I think you would have liked to see Marner, Kadri, Nylander, Riley, and then JBR maybe in front of you. Yeah, right yeah. That'd be ideal. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Marner sets up Bozak there. JVR gets a tip in in the first, right? Yeah. I mean, even strength, but still. Yeah, 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 I, mean? I know. Yeah, it's just, it is, that's the thing, like, Babcock, you have, and that's similar to what we were saying, like, with, you know, Jake Gardner, you know, you have to accept the fact that Gardner is going to turn over the puck. Like Babcock, you have to accept the fact that there are going to be certain nuances to the way he coaches yeah. that he's never going to change. Yeah. Sure, you know what? He does shuffle up the lines. Uh, and he did some things that, you know, league fans are really excited about, but he still then does things like this. Mm-hmm. And it drives you nuts, but there has to be a reason why he does this. Um, I don't know why, but it's pretty obvious that he's not going to change anything like that anytime soon. I'm just trying to pull up that, that tweet that you'd sent me because uh, I find it funny because we, we talk about it so many times. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan says, infuriating when Babcock doesn't put his five best players on the ice for a five-on-three power play. So I don't care how long their prior shift was. No other coach in the league does this. He is spot on. Yeah, We've said this 1,500 times mm-hmm. on this podcast alone. Mm-hmm. How many times he's, he's put out... I, in my opinion, the wrong guys on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's it's infuriating. But again, like you said, it's if you want to take the good with the bad with a guy like Gardner, you're gonna to have to accept what the coach does too. And at the end of the day, it's it's his decisions we got to live with. Yep, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, so we'll go back to the mailbag this week. Um, again, thanks everyone for for tweeting in. Patty's got a fire tweet out right now. Make sure you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because. They just gave Placanitz Lupul's number. He's still on the roster. 
So we're not the roster, but I guess he's on the active active list yeah. on, on the team. He's under contract. Yeah. Right. So I mean, <laughs> technically, they just gave away his number. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I thought that was funny. As soon as I heard I heard he was gonna wear nineteen, I was like, really? And then they, and then the Leafs account tweets it out. So I replied with a GIF of uh, Conan O'Brien looking on the outside. <laughs> Almost one hundred fifty likes. So that's yeah. that's a big one there. Yeah. So well yeah. done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Um, at Hammer Hockey Nut um, wants to know who we think the biggest loser was at the deadline. Um, and now, obviously, there was there was a lot of rumors going around, guys, that you know maybe the analysts felt should have been moved. Some were, some weren't. Um, what do you think, Patty? <sighs> I think for me, I think I think the Sabers missed yeah, yeah. big time, uh, big time. The the return that they got for. Evander Kane definitely didn't seem seem nearly as big as I as I thought they would, um, and there are just some other players on the table that you thought maybe they could that maybe they could dish out, but it just seems like God, the fact that the Sabers have been in a rebuild longer than what when Toronto has and how much further ahead Toronto is now it blows my mind. I, I Sabers fans before the year who is ahead. It blows my <laughs> mind. It blows my mind. They thought they mind. were. I know. I know. That's great. And I, it's just yeah. I think they they would maybe be there. Um. I yeah. I think I think that's that's my answer. I think it would be the Sabers. They they missed out on opportunity a couple of their expiring contracts and the big one for me is Evander Kane. Barely get anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's it goes both ways. Um, teams get ripped off when when they feel desperate that they need a player, but it's the other way around too. The um, Sabers GM is is you know he's kind of handcuffed. He's like, I have to get rid of this player. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose him anyway. And uh, there comes a time in the day where if the offer is not there, you just kind of take what what you get, mm-hmm. and it's something is better than nothing. At the end of the day, unfortunately, you know what I mean. It's is you can get you can get strong arm both ways, right? Um, I would have said initially um, before two fifty nine, I would have said Detroit because I thought for sure Mike Green was an easy piece for yeah. a team that's not going anywhere. Until I saw the Tatar deal, and I was like, Yeah, what a haul! I, know. I, know, I mean, right? that's what Tatar can bring. Imagine if they had traded for Carlson. What would you five first rounders? I know. I know it was wild. It was wild. But I guess that's why I guess that's why Vegas stockpiled a bunch of picks. They could make moves like yep. that. And yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I I, I really really like what Tatar brings to to the table. But that was steep. That's quite the haul, man. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen a, a deal that one sided for a player who's. He's not bad, but he's he's average at best in, in my eyes, especially playing for Detroit all season. Nothing spectacular is, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, not yeah, a bad yeah. player, but nothing spectacular um, out of Thomas Tatar. So, yeah, I would have said Detroit. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Buffalo. I mean, this I have no idea what direction they think they're going in now. Eichel's ran into some inj- injury issues back-to-back seasons now, lengthy injuries. Um, and outside of him, I mean, they've got like Reinhardt, who's okay. You know what I mean? But they don't have anyone who's really outstanding. Mm-hmm. Ristolainen, I guess, decent player. They have nothing in the net. They have nothing in terms of depth forwards. So I don't know what, what the plan is down there. I'm okay with it. For sure. <laughs> I mean, For sure. I have years of misery and, and hearing from those clowns every time we go down there. Um, it's fine with me. You know what I mean? If, if they want to do that. but um, For, Yeah, and, and that's – I was just looking there. Another uh, – other two expiring con- contracts – Benoit Pouliot, Josh Georges. Those guys probably aren't going to bring in a lot, but they're expiring contracts. Yeah, so just yeah. get rid of them. You might as well try. And again, you, but we don't know. Like maybe there's no bites. Yeah. Like, like analysts, pr- you know, praise it up and up and up. Oh, exactly. here's our trade list. This guy's number five on on everyone's trade list. Maybe there's no calls. Yeah. What do you do? You mm-hmm. can try to make calls yourself, but then you know no. what I mean. You're kind of handcuffing yourself. Mm-hmm. You look desperate if you're making your own calls on a guy. So I mean, again, I, I wish there was more. Um, exposure like behind the scenes uh, as to how these things are negotiated just so we could you know what I mean have our eyes open a little bit and be a little bit less judgmental because there's a lot of things we don't know you mm-hmm. know what I mean you expect uh, maybe the Leafs offered three first rounders for McDonough and they still said no we don't know that yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's do it. Let's uh, let's look ahead here. Um, so we've already played one, obviously tonight. Shootout loss. Picked up a point though, and I, as I said to you when we were watching the game, each point is crucial. We're uh, around the five five to six win point uh, where we could possibly clinch a playoff spot or yeah. be, be very close to at least. And with this number of games left, um, every point at this point, I'm just like, yeah. Reel them in. Keep going. Let's just get that X get that so X. we don't need to stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I that we need to. You know what I mean? But just in case because Leaf's going to Leaf. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I'd rather just, just get the X and and get after it. Um, it it's it's going to be a tougher game. Um, it's versus the Panthers tomorrow night um, than, I, than I think it should be just, be, just because of the back-to-back. And uh, I heard the Panthers are 12 out of their last 14 home games they've won. Wow. So they're on a bit of a tear. They were making a push at one point um, up the standings. They're they're seven back now, so they they are more than likely done for the year. But still, um, a lot of teams like to play spoiler this time of year, so you never know. Yeah, no, you never know. And of course, obviously, back to back, tough for the Leafs, obviously. But they've shown this year that that they can win on the back to back. Uh, a game that I'm looking forward to though this week is this obviously Saturday the the outdoor game against yep. against Washington. That should be a me good too. One. I know we t- we both said that you know the outdoor game has kind of played its its course, but this mm-hmm. one's a little bit different. It's got the military vibe to it, right? Um, and uh, obviously, it's too bad Matthews isn't going to be in that game. But uh, I- I'm looking forward to because I say that because. We we talked about it last week how Matthews has scored in literally every single jersey. I was just gonna say that to you. Yeah, <laughs> so we would have seen an automatic Matthews goal. And <laughs> yeah. it's I, I don't think it's just that. I think it's when they wear those special jerseys, it's always a big game. Mm-hmm. So he just shows up in, in yeah. those big games like we talked about last week, right? So I think that has something to do with it as well. For sure. So it's unfortunate. I'm sure he's disappointed as well. But you know what? It's it's a it's a regular season game in March. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not jazz it's, it up. Exactly. Be, get to 100% for the playoffs when it matters. Yeah. Big yeah. deal. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's 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 the spectacle of a, of an outdoor game. I think it's an 8 o'clock puck drop. It is, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool too. Yeah. A little bit later on hockey night. Yeah. Um I hope they don't make it like such a big event like they have in the past where it's like fireworks and like you got Kid Rock playing before the game and things like that. You know what I mean? Well, you know you're going to get a flyover, which is always yeah, awesome. Yeah. Love the I mean, Those are cool. Those are cool. Yeah, the one at uh, – did you go to the Winter Classic, the one in against the Red Wings at BMO? Uh, I didn't go to that one. Okay. But I did go to the uh, – I went to the one at the Big House. Right, right. Yeah, the – uh, the flyover, my ears were ringing yeah. from that. That was really cool. So – um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can live without the, the spectacle. Just drop the pockets outside. Great. Let's yeah, make some noise I know what you mean. I know and have what you some mean. fun out here, right? But uh, either way, um, club's playing really well right now, despite the loss tonight. We'll take the point and uh, we'll, we'll move on here and uh, get some rest uh, in the next few weeks. Absolutely. I mean, we're getting down the stretch run, and uh, I think I, I couldn't agree more with you. Just just saying that this this team just needs to keep keep going, keep keeping their foot. To the ground because we've seen in years past that uh, the old eighteen uh, wheeler can go off the cliff, and the fact that we're even letting that creep into our minds just show how how, how we tortured yeah, we have yeah, been over too. the years. That too. Uh, but no, I, I you, you got to be happy, and you know what? In Freddie, we trust because he's been a big part, and I, we do talk about him a lot. But I still feel like we don't talk about him enough. Well said, man. Well said. Um, that's going to do it for, for another week. Um, remember, guys, check out Seat Giants, um, our promo code LeafsPod. And uh, keep keep interacting with us on Twitter. We love it. Uh, we love chatting with you guys, uh, obviously, during the game and uh, on the off days as well. Um, from Patty and I, till next week, go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.